All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. We've been here. It's, it's been a while. It's been about, um, about two weeks since we've done the show, so we're back here uh, once again on Couch Coach Live. What's going on, Maui? I'm good, man, but you know what I'm saying, you know, it's been two weeks. That's because, you know, you know, certain people I know have been doing big things over there. You know, they've been doing big things for the last few years, but he made a big thing, did big things. How's everything over there? It's good. How's good. It, you know? um, yeah. Great transition. Um, the beautiful thing about being out here, I, you know, I'm able to walk the thing. So, you know, good thing where I can just, you know, I get, I'm getting my steps in now more so than anything. So that's a good thing. You know, I can, you know, do my thing and still kind of, you know, you know, I can, you know, do what I need to do. Everything's in walking distance, you know. Right. I can, you know, and I can get my steps in every day. So, yeah, everything's good. You know, it's it, it is different from being in the in the country to now being pretty much feel like the center of the universe at this point. So Man, <laughs> it's been a more, you've been making more moves than the NFL, bro. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious! Every time you look up, it's something new. <laughs> Yeah, March. March has been. March was a very interesting. uh, It was a. It was a a month of change, a month of you know a lot of stuff. You know, so yeah, it's you know, yeah. This is just you know like another thing, another another level in life. You know, as far as hey, you know, just getting used to it, getting acclimated to it. um, You know, obviously still gonna be some growing pains that still exist from the move, but for the most part, um, it's been going good. Like you know, just transitioning. Um, you know, <laughs> funny story. Yesterday we had a tornado warning. Yeah, sirens went off, and I'm like, "Oh my yeah. goodness, I'm in, I'm in this place by my <laughs> by myself." And I'm like, "Uh oh, like I gotta actually literally run for shelter, you know, get myself straight, make sure I found, you know, um, had to do all, you know, precautionary things like make sure I closed the mm-hmm. one, one of the rooms that got the windows in it, so and right. make sure I locked the bathroom door, go in there and." And hunker right. down until the storm passed, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little different, you know. So, yeah, you know what I do when it's a tornado warning? I really shouldn't yeah. say this, but I go right to Facebook because if you talk about drama, oh. man, let me tell you, because now with all they, they they basically be like they're not sending the kids home. Yeah, which yeah, and, and it makes perfect sense. But boy, let me tell you. Yeah, them mothers, them mothers be going at it on on the book, man. I'd be like, yeah. man, they, hope they make it. They went off yesterday because it was like, yeah. well, it, something about me not being able to pick up my child. I'm like, it's for their safety, you know. Right, we, right. We don't want you to be on a road and like, like case the point where I'm at. Um, you know, there was a situation where the sirens were going off. Like, I mean, right. it was like really piercing. Like, I couldn't imagine driving somewhere on the way to pick somebody up and you hearing that piercing sound and think to yourself like am i even gonna you know make it to my destination versus hey let's just stand put the the storm was going like at 60 miles per hour so it was gonna pass really quick so that's like you said and that was another thing too a lot of people were saying even the weatherman was saying well hey that's, that's a smart move that the schools are actually being proactive and saying hey we're gonna just keep them there because all them buses on the highway, all them buses on the streets and all that, and then you right. got all this type of stuff. So what's going to happen? Like, right, so if if a storm come in 15 minutes away, what's it, you going to put them on a road and then put your child at even more risk? Because where they going to go? It's, it's very hard that you can find a ditch. That's the only thing. Think about it. Being on the road, they tell you, get it, if the, the pretty much the most safest place for you to be 
and when you're not in the car, is in a ditch. A ditch. Right. Like, that alone say, hey, keep my child in the school, keep my child, you know, in a, in a place with no windows, and, a, you know, they're in, a, they're in a structured building versus be, maybe potentially being in a ditch. Right. I remember all that, man, being younger, and they used to have all, the, like, the, the um, you know, the, the little setup where we had to practice, you yep, know, drills. all the drills. I remember all. I remember that, man. I don't, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I think some of them, they didn't really know what they were doing, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they had but, to be proactive. Like, you right. know, hey, we, hey, you had to go underneath the desk. You have to, I had right. to go underneath the desk and all that type of stuff and just make sure that you're good. You you locked tight in that, in that right. little combined space that you got, just in case of debris fall on top of your head. Mm-hmm. You're good. So, as a, I mean, I know you, but you know, would you rather if they know it's coming? Let's say like at eight, at school starts or the day before. Would you rather you would rather them stay in school than like okay, hey, we see that there's a warning coming. Let's go ahead and get these people, get they, these kids home. And it's funny that you say that because um, I was actually at work and well, that at work, but you know, from, uh-huh. from home. And we uh, and one of the meetings, I know one of the um, ladies that was when it was in the meeting with me say I want to probably pick up my child early because I knew some storms were coming. But it right. just depends. Like if like if you, I, if, it just depends on the circumstance of the child. Like if my child is right. what I would call like a latchkey kid, I don't mm-hmm. think I would want my child to be, especially at a certain age. I mean, I think I mean they're they're going to be minors anyway. Right. I don't think if they're just a kid that's just going to be a latchkey kid that's going to actually just go in the house and be by themselves, are they going to know how to take the proper precautions versus being in school where, hey, there's there's you know policies in place and procedures. So everybody's different. Like if you have the yeah. resource like to pick your right. kids up early before a storm and be proactive in that case, yeah. But if they're by themselves or they don't have yeah. nobody at home, you know, right. they mess around, like you said, might, might mess around and play video games and by the windowsill. Right. Right. I was <laughs> I was thinking that, man, because I was like nowadays, with, especially after the pandemic, you know, kids yeah. can really come home and they can finish school online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, just thought I asked you. <laughs> yeah. this is, in everybody's circumstances, right? like I, I don't understand, like, from the parent aspect, because, you know, I don't understand, even though I'm not a parent, but I... It, I, the psychology behind it from many parents I know is just their way of, hey, I always want to protect my child at all costs, even if it has to, if, even if I have to sacrifice my safety and my personal health, I'm going right. to make sure that my kid is good. Sometimes, so, can, yeah. Right, right, right. So basically what I'm saying is I see a lot of mothers um, online, if you're smart and you know it's, if the weather's going to be bad, you should probably just go get your children in. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Rather than because what was it about? We was on the road, and I think I was telling you that it was a bad hurricane or, or a bad storm where trees was getting knocked down, and you know, and, and and people, kids, they couldn't even get in touch with them. Their kids was actually they was on the buses, and they told the bus driver and them to bring them back to school. You know, so yeah, yeah just thought it's, I'd throw that shout out up there. And even that, you know, I'm thinking about it now as another example. You look like what happened in Kentucky with the Amazon plant, where you know they they kept them there, but they didn't have them protected. So it's right. just one of those things where it's just like it's it's like a catch twenty two. Like right, like that's why I like 
I, I'm, you know, in certain cases, most companies will say, hey, it's, it's a storm coming. That's on you. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay, we got, we, you can stay in shelter. You can stay where I need to be. But if you want to leave, that's on you. So that's right. a, so if that if that's what you want to do, that's cool. But if you don't, I do not fault you. But we we got you if you need to if you need to stay here until the storm passes. Right, 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 right. But so yeah, I'm with you. Everybody, yeah, that's one thing. Everybody's different, but yeah, man. So we got a great show lined up for you tonight. We'll talk a little. Uh, Bruce Aarons, he's uh, now uh, has is retired. Uh, the irony in Tampa Bay. Um, so. Uh, you know, Todd Bowles takes over for that position. Also, um, we'll also talk about the Lakers. Um, you know, now we're well, surprisingly only a week left in the regular season. So, um, will they be uh, making it to the to the play in tournament potentially? Also, um, as we all know, today's April Fool's Day. Uh, I know it's a lot of sports things that went on today, as far as a lot of rumor mills and a lot of stuff. A lot of funny stuff happened today. Then also, yeah, we, I yeah, I don't think it's funny. Go, and, go ahead, though. Yeah, and uh, we'll put a uh, final word on this uh, Will Smith Chris Rock situation. We'll put uh, the, our our final touches on it because I know everybody's been talking about it, and this is kind of one of those stories that kind of supersedes sports in a sense, where it's really, you know, it's more than just say, you know, we talk about basketball, but this I think is more so from a cultural perspective and from a man perspective. That's something that we need to touch on. So we'll get that going. So what we're going to do, we'll go kick that intro, and uh, we'll be right back. So we're back here on Couch Coach Live. Definitely a huge shout out to uh, Guy JP for the intro. Um, yeah. Definitely check him out. And also, this week's Couch Coach Live is brought to you by the good folks at Goalie. Head over to Goalie. Use our promo code Couch Coach to get yourself ten percent off on uh, Goalie gummies. So let's talk about uh, Bruce Arians. Um, it's this whole situation is a little perplexing to say the least. So you know, obviously. Now, he retired two days ago, which is when March the 30th. Um, so he retired. Um, you know, and we all know that Tom Brady unretired about two weeks ago. And now uh, Todd Bowles is a new um, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he signed a five-year deal. So um, your thoughts on uh, Bruce Arians' retirement? I'm going to go with you. Well, not go with you first, but obviously I'm going to go with you now. Three-man <laughs> weave going um, First off, you know, I know it's so great that you would bring this up. And I thought that because you were such a Bruce Aarons, Aarons, Aarons fan. And, you know, I don't care for the gentleman. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The more I mean, I I don't care for him, but I have to. I'm not going to lie and say I respect him because I've seen his coaching staff. 
So to have a coaching staff like he had, I got to respect him. But I really didn't like him. But then I say, like, why, man, why, why is it that coach want to talk about this? And what's the gentleman's name that's got the new, the new head coach? Oh, Todd Bowles. Um, uh, no, no, don't, don't say it. 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 So then I was like, because, you know, I was like, hey, man, we go to, we could talk about this. He was like, oh, I want to change a couple of things. And I was like, okay. And then I yeah. saw it and I said, great. We could do what we do. So, you know, I, I bet you do want to talk about this. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. um, Todd Bowles, basically, who he used to play for? <laughs> the Washington Commanders. <laughs> No, he didn't. That's not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he always got to throw a jab out there and let everybody know about his uh, his alumni uh, uh, growing. But yeah, um, I guess, man, you know, it's retirement. I'm happy for him. Um, I'm sure. um. You know, to me, when I looked at him, it seemed like he was he reminds he represents the old anyway. But at the same time, I think it might be best for him because he was on his way to getting himself into a lot of trouble. It was a lot of things being pointed towards him. And so it just seemed like sometimes the game moves on without you, like you kind of slow yourself up, you know. And. You know, Tom Brady wants back. I don't think Tom Brady wanted him. I, I can't wait to get what you want, what you're going to say. But I'm not going. I want to be too negative. I want to. He's retiring me, and I, and I think that's the when you when you work for so long and the things you do. Um, you know, you dealing with retirement is big. So either good or bad. Congratulations to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, I find it convenient the timing of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, because you think about it. Like we talked. Like I alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm where Tom Brady just came out of retirement less than two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. He kind of he overshadowed uh, the, the second round of the NCAA tournament um, by announcing he, he was coming back. Um, and I just think, like, the timing of it, like, as far as, you know, the timing of him actually retiring, I'll put it this way, the irony of it all is if you would have said here, Maybe before Tom Brady retired the first, well, not retired the first time, but he he retired. That one of them was going to be retired, one was going to unretire, and then one was going to retire. Uh, like, oh yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of odd how that happens, and you just look at it from that standpoint, like you said. And they say that it's not you know, one of the type of situations where um, it wasn't, you know, they had, you know, that 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 deterred, you know, Tom Brady coming back deterred. Um, Arians to leave, I mean, to, to, to retire. I think it does have some to it. And I think that with them, I think they have a relationship, but I don't think they have the best working relationship. And I think that's mm-hmm. what really also what it also boils down to. I think they can get along, they can coexist in a world together. I don't think right. it's a situation where they, they obviously they could be in the same room. Obviously, he was there with Bruce Arians, the retirement. They retired mm-hmm. in press conference, so he was there. I think they can, but they, they, you know, you look at even um, the Super Bowl season where essentially they kind of came to crosshairs um, prior to that bad week where, you know, um, there was a little bit of distrust between both parties. And then I just, everything, you know, as far as – and you just look at, especially – I wouldn't say it's credibility, credibility, but you look at, like, how he – you know, at first he was like, well, I'm never going to bring A.B. 
but then went up happening. A B ended up going. Yeah. So you know, and that was really because of, I think like a, like a Tom Brady. And then you look mm-hmm. at that situation how that folded. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't I don't buy the whole thing of well because Tom came back. I want Todd to be the the head coach because I you know was trying to set him up in and set you know set him in a, in a you know with a better personnel. I don't believe mm-hmm. that for one second. Like I mean, he could say that all he want to. It's just he they, he didn't want to work. He didn't want to work with Tom Brady no more. And that's what it was because he was he was willing to be the head coach two weeks ago when Tom Brady was. Wow. So what has changed? So you think so you're saying that you think he retired because he really just don't want to work with Tom Brady anymore. Yeah. I never thought that. But you know what? When I watched um, I know I watched Pivot with A B on it mm-hmm. and Ryan Clark, and you hear those stories that they had to basically twist Aaron's arm to even play Antonio Brown. Like, Ben had to tell him, like, what are you doing? We need him. And he's stubborn. Like, Bruce yeah. Aaron's stubborn. Because you think, like, like I kind of alluded to earlier about the situation where they kind of came to head, and, and you think just, you know, and you kind of almost kind of shrugging Tom Brady off as if, like, he's nobody. Like, dude, this man, prior to coming to Tampa, he's a six-time Super Bowl, um, you know, six-time – uh, Super Bowl champion, multiple MVPs. Like he's, I mean, he's that guy. He's, you know, and then you're gonna challenge a guy like a Tom Brady, and we question him like, how would you? Why would you challenge a guy like a Tom Brady? Because you know that was a that was a little bit of a, a struggle with them. So you know, why why do you think? Okay, his, if we're saying that, that means Tom Brady's two last coaches have that that negative thing about there. Why do you why do you think that? Like why do you think Bill Belichick and why would Bruce Aarons feel that way? Well Bruce Aarons well Bill I think I also Bill I think Bill look at it look as if like hey I build you like you 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 were my system quarterback. You were the quarterback mm-hmm. that pretty much you know I'm gonna treat like and that's another thing too where you know Tom Brady got tired of the treatment of Bill Belichick because he's like, you still treat me as if I'm that that's still that six round draft pick right. that you drafted in, tw- in, tw- in, tw- in 2000. You still right. treat me that in year 20, year 21. I'm like, look, I'm not then Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is just a stubborn guy. And that's one of the things where it's like, I was, I was really shocked that he literally took Tom Brady's advice, you know, well, you know, let Tom Brady kind of lead this team in that Super Bowl year. Because you look at, you think about this, you know, how his style is risky, no biscuit. That's why you look at like Jameis was throwing like 30 interceptions the year prior to Tom Brady getting there. He's a risky, no biscuit kind of guy. Tom Brady, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm, they, hey. I heard that they were, that um, Tom Brady and him was having a conversation. And they were saying that he he wanted more Tom Brady wanted more of his Tom Brady stuff, you know, slants, things like that, get the ball mm-hmm. out the hand. And Bruce was like throwing it out, like, nah, he won't over the top, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. And then um Brian Byron Leftwich and Tom Steele was like, whatever, we gonna keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then me being a stealer, it made me think about it. And I was like, damn, no wonder they went and got Todd Haley. Because Bruce Aarons was there, and that's when Ben was getting concussions and getting sacked all the time. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But do you think that it might have something to do with that Tom has a pretty good relationship with the owners? Like, better I, than the coach? 
I mean, yeah, especially think about New England because pretty much Belichick wanted to trade Brady years ago. I mean, probably mm-hmm. in his at the time in his late thirties, he wanted he really was going to choose Jimmy G over Tom Brady, right? And, right. and look how crazy that looks now in theory, where Jimmy G is still a you know it's to a point where no one came for him. Like everybody knew mm-hmm. he's on the market, and no one you know, came desperate enough to trade in the assets to get for him because he's still in San Francisco. So that's another kind of right. telltale sign where right. and now you look at Tom Brady and, you know, who would ever thought he'd still be playing at 45? Right. But that's the, but that's how the kind of NFL is where, you know, and, you know, Belichick, to his to his credit, you know, that's what he's that's what he always do. He'll always get rid of a guy years before to right. before it's too late. But right. Tom Brady has defied all of that. I mean, because right. you know, at thirty-seven, you think to yourself, "Okay, well, he's done." You know, like, and that was what two thousand. That's crazy. That was two thousand and fourteen. Now, eight years later, this man about right. to be forty-five and still playing at a high level. He led the NFL in touchdown passes at the age of forty-four. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so interesting, man. I'm watching the show, and I'm not going to say the name of the show until we get to the, the other topic. Yeah. Um. But when I'm watching it, you see the the old players, the, the players playing for a contract, the old way, the new plan, the new owners, all this, these different things and how they clash. The coach who is a mean coach, but he he deep down, he knows he can't if he get everything he wants, he may not win. You know what I mean? Or he's going to mm-hmm. feel some type of way. Yep. So as I'm asking these questions, I'm like, you do you think maybe um, Bruce is feeling like they're they're not even looking at me like I'm the one that's coaching this. They're looking at this is all Tom Brady. I'm not getting my um, I'm not getting my flowers. I had a lot to do with this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. And and you're not even there. It's just Tom Brady and everybody else. You hardly only time you hear something about Bruce Aarons here, something negative. Him saying something crazy or something negative. Complaining. Yeah, and, and the thing is, and, and like, and I think it too, where you look at just like what Bruce Aarons. The Bruce Aarons, to his credit, he's been around for a long time. time and it's kind of one of the things where you kind of forget like his trajectory. Like you look at mm-hmm. obviously. You think about the Pittsburgh situation, then end up going to Indianapolis and becoming, um, you know, end up becoming the de facto head coach for Indianapolis when um, mm-hmm. Chuck Pagano got sick. So, mm-hmm. you know, those type of situations. And then just like even like, you know, his days, you know, in Temple and just being around like the NFL landscape. And I just think he's like he's always been like that journeyman when it comes to coaching. And right. you know, and I, I get from that standpoint, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, Bruce, all right. A lot of stuff, I just like I don't like sometimes. Like he'll he'll say stuff, and it kind of rubs me the wrong way. He kind of yeah, he some stuff, and it's just yeah. like I remember. Yeah, I remember like when we played him two years ago. He's like, well, you know, just be careful what you ask for, and I'm like, like as if we're scared. Like <laughs> it's like, dude, this, this is football. Like be careful what you ask for. Like we almost beat y'all. Like what are y'all? What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man, he, uh, like, wow, right. Yeah. And, and that's what you want. I mean, you know, what you thought a team like that was gonna say? Oh no, it was we're so gonna, funny. We're gonna bow down and just beat. Let y'all beat us. 
<laughs> it was so funny because he would say stuff about Tom. And then everybody, all the analysts was like, yeah, he might need to chill out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He might need to calm that down. That's he's going too far. Yeah, you know he, what I mean? He get, yeah, he's he man, he tripping. But you but know what I'm, somebody else said? They said yeah. with the coach that they got, that's really how they won the Super Bowl. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but anyway. But yeah, it definitely huge shout out to Todd Bowles. I, I had to give him the proper introduction. You kind of ah. tease in the beginning, but definitely huge shout out to uh, my guy Todd Bowles, the proud of Elizabeth, New Jersey, uh, number twenty three okay. in the programs of the nineteen eighty seven Washington Redskins Super Bowl champion team, but number one in your hearts, the safety uh, Todd Bowles. Definitely, um, congratulations to him. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for him, even though I know we. Talked about kind of how Bruce gave this opportunity to him, which I think this is a great situation for him because I think he has the better personnel compared to when he was with the Jets. So I think this is going to be a situation that works. And then the fact that they gave him a five-year deal shows me, hey, they're looking at him for the long term. Even though, in theory, we know he may not last for the whole entire five years, but there's an initial commitment to him. You know, mm -hmm. so that's the good thing about it where he could even in a post Brady world, he'll have a chance to maybe potentially turn turn the team around once Tom Brady leaves. So he I, I say at least he that that five year did at least gives him three good years. It'll give him, you know, if he if he's successful in year one, that might give him two or three extra years. He'll have a hot seat year. If he turns around in the hot seat year, he gets a little bit more time and what have you. But that five-year deal gives him at least, I say, two to three years at least. So, right, right. But I, I think he's gonna be okay. I think he. Um, I feel a Tomlin situation. He got a lot of um, young players. He got a lot of uh, veterans, and I think it's gonna be a mutual thing and respect. They ain't got to deal with. I mean, no offense to Bruce. You know, you don't. You don't have to deal with. Boy, I told you get over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't gonna have to deal with that. Let's yeah. just be honest. I'm not gonna yeah. have somebody hit me upside my helmet. Like, did you just hit me upside my helmet? Or you tell know me, or tell me, get the f off this off this field. <laughs> we, we don't want to talk about that. We're not. We no, I'm just saying. But, but, <laughs> right, you know right, right. I've never heard. Right. I've never. The only time I've ever heard that was Mike Singletary kicking out. Um, what's his face? Vernon Davis. And, that and that's exactly what that was. Yep, ago. that was exactly. <laughs> yep, that was exactly what it was. Yep. <laughs> so that's the last time I, in theory, I've I've heard a coach say, "Get the fuck off the field." So <laughs> basically, that's that's the last time I've heard that. Right. Was was that can't win with them? <laughs> can't win with them. Can't <laughs> yeah. play with them. Can't suit up with them. Look, he looked crazy as hell, too. I was like, you know what? I believe him. I believe everything that he's saying. <laughs> he's wild. <wildin'. laughs> but, yeah. So, let's talk about your Lakers. So. I thought um, that was going to be the last one. Oh, it's okay. As we, as, um, so we're doing a show here Friday night. So, I know they're playing the Pelicans. Uh, AD supposed to be back. Braun supposed to be back. Um, so, how it is constructed today, as we're recording here. Early Friday night, uh, that the Lakers are in the 12th spot, so they'll be outside of the play-in. Um, San Antonio holds the tiebreaker, so let's see. We got six games left. Thought there so was an 11. 
I'm not I think San because y'all 31 and 45, right? And I think yeah. San Antonio got the San Antonio got the tiebreaker. San Antonio 31 and 31 and 45, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, y'all swell, bro. Oh, you love look how you said it. No. <laughs> Ooh. I no. thought it was 9, 10, 11. Uh-huh. No, I think you're 12. You're on the, you're on the other line. You because so, that's 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 one line for the first six. <laughs> the second line. It's now 10, 11. I know we had 11. No, Stop playing. No, no, no. Stop playing. You know what? I know because I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain it. I'm gonna actually show you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Who's ninth um, then? The ninth is uh the Pelicans. The Pelicans. So who's 10th? Uh, the Spurs. So who's eleventh? The L.A. Lakers. That's what I uh, said. That we the eleventh. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, you said twelve. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, eleventh. My bad. Yeah. See, you so roll for that, man. Why are you no, playing with my bosses, bro? You're on the line. Yeah, that's right. You're on the line. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So y'all, th- y'all on the third line. So the outside looking. But another tough <laughs> row. Obviously tonight they got New Orleans. Uh, then they got Denver at home. You got to mm-hmm. go to Phoenix, Golden State. OKC is a gimme. I they hope. beat us a lot, though. They beat us a lot. Yeah, you got to worry about SGA. So one less thing to worry about. And then you close out against Denver on um, next Sunday. So you got, what, six games left? I mean, I, you, well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I, that's nothing I could say. Like every year since they've been in, in LA, I've had something to give. Remember when they when they mm-hmm. played? I mean, let's just start from the bubble. I told you the factors that I thought would help them win. Last year, um, I I didn't have the confidence because Brian wasn't paying a point, and I thought Schroeder should have came off the bench. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then there was also injuries. But I think we had enough that we could have played around the injuries, you know. Yeah. But um, it's the same this year, man. Like, um, I don't know. I don't – you know, it's, it's so sad because the coach don't know. Like, they can't even give us a reason why none is not playing. Like, why is he out for the season? Yeah. You know that? Like, he literally said, I, I don't have a clue why he's out for the season. You know, you know they – you know, like I said, I, I'm watching this show, The Winning Team, on 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 HBO, right? Oh, and yeah. I'm paying attention to the coaching, the the organization. The Laker organization is different than any organization. It really mm-hmm. is. They're very loyal to each other. Um, you know, they. So it ain't all about winning. It's like winning is expected, but it ain't all about winning. It's also about entertainment. You know what I'm saying? And I think um, that's part of their problem, too. I'll give you an example. They played the Wizards. They had them up 20-some points, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the issue with them. Sometimes they always got to They always got to be showtime. They always got to throw a alley-oop. They always got to do that when all you got to do is just win the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and then once that momentum changed, it's like it's hard for them to get it back. You know, like I don't have confidence with AD coming back because they played the Warriors the game before last. 
and they should have won that game. And AD grabs the rebound, and then he goes up. And he, he literally held the ball with both hands to bank it in, and it didn't go in. It's just a, it's just a horrible. And you know what's weird? I think the come. I'm going to throw this out there like I always do on couch coach. We're going to have to start having a conversation about them L.A. boys, and that is Russell Westbrook and James Harden. The conversation is going to have to start happening. You know what I mean? Your boys. The, the, no, they not. The no, they not. No, they not. The the, uh, the local talent. They really, they really, a conversation is going to have to start happening with them too, because um, they're both MVPs and they're not like okay, you know, they're they're not like um. I was listening to Gilbert Arenas and he was like, they don't know how to how to play off the ball. Yeah. Like they don't know how to say, "Hey, I'm just going to take some spot up jump shots," or "I'm just going to take this twelve footer." It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Shout Both of them, bro. Yeah, shout out to Gil from the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> but he's telling all their secrets. I know they like, yeah. you shut up. I know, you know right? Did the, he's I telling like, everything. Oh, y'all get read out by Gil from the Valley. <laughs> because you know, you do know, like. To be on the playoff team, you can't always shoot threes. Do you? No. And then give example. Do you know how important Livingston was to Golden State? Yeah. People don't ever talk about how important he was. He always had that little twelve footer. The first year, Bar Barbosa, killing them. You know what I'm saying? Layups, twelve footer. You don't always have to shoot a three. You need those consistent points when you're. You know what I'm saying? And Pretty they don't have that. Yep. Right. Cold. Yep. They, they don't have. It's like, and but I have no. Like for instance, like. You, I don't. They beat the Jazz twice this year, so they already should know basically how to beat them, even yeah. with LeBron on there. That's the issue. And I got a question to you. Let's just throw out. We don't know about what Westbrook done this season, right? If mm-hmm. if you truly had to pick last season, now don't think about this season. Think about last season, okay? DeRosa, Buddy Hill, or Russell Westbrook. Who you pick? Who you taking? For the for the Lakers fit, it probably yeah. be Buddy Hill because Buddy Why? Hill can make the shots. You need shooters on that the, team. You need because they do need you because you got a guy because you got like you got a guy like LeBron who has the ball in his hand. Right, he gonna be able to make plays, create situations where you can get that shot in the corner. They right. need shooting, and no. and then you got a guy like Anthony Davis who can space that floor, and they right. and you're gonna. They're gonna get somebody's gonna get good clean looks to the basket. That's the basket, right. but they'll get right. clean looks. Like Buddy Hill get a clean look. Like you will right. see, like there's a difference with him because right. he can shoot the ball, and you know he can spot up and shoot. And you need right. those, especially when you have those gaps where maybe right. Braun struggling offensively or anybody right. struggling offensively. Right. He's a guy that can play his right. role when needed because right. you need that. That type of team. Right. That's why we always say from. Even since LeBron came to right. the team four years ago, they need shooters. He he's right. always had to, he's had to have shooters. Right. You look at even like the situation in Cleveland, Miami. Right. He's had shooters, so he right. that's what he needs. I mean, that's just his offense, you know. So, I think they got him because they needed somebody to carry the team, just in case he's on the bench, or if he takes some time off. Yeah. And I think that's why they got Westbrook. They felt like yeah. out of the three. He could carry the team while if LeBron is hurt or if he's resting. Yeah. Or AD. And 
A-O-N-O-A-D. or AD. AD is not AD can't really carry. They don't want to put. They didn't want to. I don't think they want to put that on on him to carry a team. Right. You know what I mean? Like like even Kobe needed Derek Fisher. You understand right. what I'm saying? So I think, and I think for and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna go ahead. I don't know if they're gonna make it, but I do know this. Next season, this is the truth. AD needs to play the four because that's what he wants to play. Yep. LeBron needs to be the point. He needs to be the point guard. When you won this, when you won in the Lakers, who was the point guard? He led the league in assists. That's because he was the point guard. You keep yep. putting him at the four and you keep putting him at, at the five, he is going to get hurt. Yep. That's just and, and then while you put AD at the at the four, you can go get you some centers. That was the issue last year. Yep. Oh my God. But that's it. <laughs> ain't, got, right, ain't got really no bad. And like you said, and it's interesting. Like, I think I look at that schedule alone where those like there's gonna be some games. That's those, even though we look at like like a team like Phoenix go to state, it's still gonna be, you know, th- those are gonna be still tough games because you know, you know, they these teams still somewhat kind of fighting for, you know, fight for position. Um, so you look at that and then you just I mean, I don't I don't think they're gonna make it. I, I, I seriously I, I, don't think it's gonna they're gonna make it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I can't say yeah. I would be wrong. Um, yeah. I would be I don't think so either. I think they do need yeah. to win some games, but they gotta have confidence that these other two teams are gonna lose too. Yeah, and that's the only thing that's really saying their way. It's probably and then you know, New Orleans. I think if they lose tonight, I mean, it, you. I, I wouldn't say Cancun on three. I would go on the computer and look up some some stuff. What's um because their last game is what the tenth. Like okay, I gotta clean up my lock on eleventh. Let's see how I get the first. Flight out of LAX on the 11th. I mean, it's it's to a point where I would probably start looking on the computer and see what time I can leave once I clean up my lock on 11th. If they lose to New Orleans, because that's going to be the that the the one of the I, how can I say it? It's going to be one of those where it's that's kind of one of the nails in the coffin. I mean, they got multiple nails now. Don't get it twisted. But if they if they lose New Orleans, now I would say nail and coffin. You, you might as well grab the hammer, start inserting the hole. Yeah, because well, they, 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 they still got a shot. Don't get it twisted now. But I'm like, New Orleans, another one where they're in that log jam between, well, really, right. it's really eight through 10 is really log jam. Because I think Minnesota really kind of got their stranglehold on seven, if my memory serves correct. I think Minnesota's probably going to stay, stay put. I think it's probably going to be between uh, the, the Clippers. And New Orleans, as far as the eight nine, but then at ten is going to be San Antonio and LA. So, but even if LA gets hot, they can get maybe potentially to that eighth if they if they can speed like a Pelicans team potentially tonight. They can kind of give themselves a little bit of wiggle room, get themselves back into that we call it the second box, not the third box. But they lose tonight. Yeah, I mean, if they lose tonight, it's LA, it LAX. Yeah, like all right. I mean, it is what it is, is, man. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it is what it is, man. Just, just yeah, stop, me, stop it. Yeah. They've been, they've been throwing yeah. smokes. They've been um selling wolf tickets all year. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And I ain't gonna <laughs> lie, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a lot of stuff I didn't have a problem with, but yeah, my man LeBron and took a lot of L's this year, B. Yeah, seriously. 
He's hey. still doing well though. He still, he's still they he still bring a lot of money. They still bring a revenue. Probably yeah. one of the number one teams to bring revenue in. But uh and, and next year gonna be the same thing because you get ready to hit that Kareem record next year, and all mm-hmm. eyes are gonna be on this. So people who complain about him being on ESPN and all this, just get just get, get used to it. Cause and, he he gonna and, break that record and he's and gonna I, be on television. And I'm gonna tell you, man, like I I, I like Frank Vogel. I think Frank Vogel's in a situation where he he just he looking at his coaching staff. He didn't get a chance to pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looking at everything. Exactly. exactly. Huh? And exactly. you know, and we all know what it really what it was that he understood. He's a defensive guy, so he had a guy beside him that was a a, a point guard that was a head coach that was a point guard that played defense. Yeah. Yep. And and it's like, why wouldn't you put somebody in the same predicament that you know what I mean? That has the same state of mind as him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, what, what you I'm gonna be honest with you, what it is, it's like who's ever in the front office do not know what they're doing, and it's starting to show. You only can cover it up for so long. It's starting to show. It's it's like really being shown right now. Like somebody said, Hold up, you mean tell me Phil Jackson isn't a is a visor, and if you watch the winning team, the the show the winning team, you mm-hmm. understand exactly what's going on. Cause you like He's an advisor. No wonder they got a reason. <laughs> right, right. Oh, Lamar Odom. <laughs> <What'd> you... <laughs> you like why when he you... went went to the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, why would you? Why would you even? And then it's no excuse, man. There's so many players out there. Just stop it. Stop it with ain't nobody out there. You got G League players. It is play. It is players out there. Yep. You already know the format. Bottom line is you have to put AD at the four. Okay. Give you an example. When AD did well with the Pelicans. Who who was there? Give me three. Give me two stars that was there with him. Who was with him in New? Um, shoot, that's a good question. Um, who was with him? No, Eric Blesso wasn't with him. Oh, they no, no, some... I got, I got you, I got you. You had Rondo that was there. Oh, we... and then you oh had... Boogie, Boogie, Boogie. And you was had there. Boogie. Where For was Boogie at? He was at the five. Where... He was at the five. Yeah, he's going to do his Four best at the. At... Right. What I'm just saying, they always hurt. But what I'm yeah, saying is he yeah. does mm-hmm. his best when he's at the four. You got to put LeBron at the point. That's the only way you're going to have some type of success. They, yeah. I had never seen a team dominate the way they dominated that year. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't even think they were going to be that good. You know what I mean? So, yep. But I don't feel that at all. Every time they get a league and they start off, LeBron hit the floor. They, oh, it's It's horrible. Like, like Dwight Howard be fumbling the ball, and then you see, and then that trickled. Then LeBron start doing the same stuff, and then you start seeing Russ doing the weirdest thing. Like they down by like three, or yeah. they they up by three. He just go down and do some weird move, and you like Russ, what is you doing? <laughs> but, yeah. but I asked my brother. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say that. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> I'll let that go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we- I don't know. I don't think they're gonna get in. Yeah, and you know this could be a pivotal week. Obviously, it's, it's be the last final week of the regular season next week. So, yeah, I don't think they're gonna get in, bro. Yeah, hey, April eleventh. Hey, Cancun on three. Find ways to get out of LAX real quick. Hey, clean your lock out. <laughs> LeBron hey, like, hey, I'm getting the banana boat. Yeah, yeah, because everybody, well, except for Chris Paul, he'll be still. You know, he'll still another be doing thing his is. Thing. Another thing um, I felt about that team, they never really had chemistry. Started off with, uh, you know, D. Howard and, and, and um, what's the name, getting that argument on the AD. floor. 
Yeah, on the bench. Eighty get on the floor. Then you don't see, you don't see the um, the love and like they're not having. You could tell they don't have fun. You could like I I seen something where Reeves and Monk said that every time they go in the locker room, all the older guys is yelling at them. It's just they extreme prima donna mode in on that team right now. Yeah. Mm. Pokey, he thought he thought he had a rough with MJ. He did. Ain't nobody hit him upside his head. <laughs> MJ out here being on his Bruce Aaron stuff. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he bought this man in. But he kind of deserved it too in that situation. Him upside like, his yeah, head. That shit was, was funny. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, yo, this guy. <laughs> I was talking, look, I was talking to a family member yesterday and he was talking about Jordan. He said, man, did you see Jordan at the All-Star game? He must have been on them perks. He was on them perks, man. He was touching yeah. and feeling everybody. Talk. Telling Magic he'd take him outside and still score 40 on him. He said, You see the way he was touching Mary J. Blunt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that show was wild. Yeah, MJ, yeah, MJ, that dude, even at, at 59 years old, that's wild. Anyway. But yeah, so let's talk about April Fool. So we'll do that briefly. Now, today, I know it's crazy because April Fools always you get these memes, you get these things. And it's weird because some things are true and some aren't. I remember last year, Roy Williams retired on this day last year, and we all thought for certain that was a April Fool's oh, joke wow. in itself, but it wasn't. And we were like, mm-hmm. why would you retire on April Fool's Day? Right. But today we didn't have anything, any drastic, any like headline news situation this week. But we had a lot this week, but today – well, we had some funny stuff that came out. So, did you have any any crazy stuff that you've seen, mean wise, sports wise, anything from April Fool's Day today? Sports wise, I, I yeah. saw one, but I don't want to talk about it because you're trying to be funny. But definitely the one with Le- LeBron oh, saying that he was out for the season. Yes, you did. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. He said, "I see you in the fall." I but- seen some old school stuff. I seen some old school stuff. I thought the Sean Merriam one was pretty good. From back in the day where um, they were saying that his um, his celebration that he was going to get um, fined every time he does it and that mm-hmm. it was going to be like 15 yards. I thought that was funny. And then the Mark Cuban uh, fighting yeah. the ref and Dale Harris didn't know that it was fake. <laughs> I thought that was pretty I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, <laughs> definitely LeBron. One. I think the one was the most funniest one. I kid you not. <laughs> Will Compton. So Will Compton is from Busting with the Boys. Him and Taylor Lewan got a show on Boston. So it actually, Will Compton used to be a former Washington Washington football guy as well. But he had a picture. And we all know, if you don't know Will Compton, Will Compton is a white guy. He had a picture of a black baby talking about his daughter was just born this morning. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Like, you really have to see this. Will Compton, and I, I think he had the best April Fool's joke. Is and everybody was like, "You are not the father." It's <laughs> <laughs> a trip, yo. Because at first, I and it's funny because I was on Twitter, right? And I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, "God, that's that's what's up." Will Compton got a baby. Then all of a sudden, I was like, "I had it added." You know, how, like it's a picture. You had to click on it and zoom. I'm like, "That baby, awfully dark. Maybe it's because of the light or whatever." That mm-hmm. baby dark is I don't know what. And I was like, Will Compton? Like, and I was like, oh shoot, it is April 1st. I'm like, dude, this it's a joke. I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, because at first I was like, I was like, okay, 
The baby's awfully dark, but I'm thinking maybe, okay, well, maybe the lighting. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. this simple fact of, hey, he's in a, the baby just born in the hospital, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, maybe it, it was an angle or whatever. Then I zoomed in. I'm like, no, this, this is well lit picture of a baby and the baby's <laughs> black. I was like, what? What? I'm so petty. You petty. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. But but then I had to think about it. This is a classic April Fool's joke, and it was yeah. hilarious. It was the most right. hilarious thing I've seen today. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to show you. I was like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, I saw it today. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm so too. this explains. So that explains the whole premise of that. But yeah, so. Rounded out tonight's Couch Coach Live. We had to talk about it. The slap um, heard around the world. Yeah. So, you know, at, I guess I guess I'll just preface it a little bit. So, obviously, this was from Sunday of this week uh, at the Oscars, the 94th edition of the Oscars. Um, so, Chris Rock um, was there to present an award. And, you know, obviously, uh, he had a joke. Started off with a little Will Smith joke, and then he said, hey, you know, love you, Jada, but, you know, pretty much saying um, she's going to be in the next G.I. Jane movie, which at first I didn't get it for a sec. That's another thing, too, where it's kind of like it didn't click for like two seconds. And I'm like, oh, because G.I. Jane is almost 30 years old. I mean, you think about it from a standpoint. It's not something that's, in, that's etched in pop culture. Like, it's kind of one of the things where it's like, okay. But, you know, he mentioned... Jada Pinkett's, uh, you know, bald head, and we all, you know, that all know, but um, there was a situation where, you know, we found out that she suffers from alopecia. She obviously says that in her Red Table Talk, if you listen to that, um, that she's, you know, that she struggles with that. And then um, Will Smith um, just comes out of nowhere, um, comes on the stage, smacks Chris Rock, and then goes back to his seat and said, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. And Dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. joke. Keep your name, keep my wife's name out your mouth. I will. <laughs> That's what he said. I will. He said that too. I didn't think about that. Yo, that hits. <laughs> he said, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I heard, I he said, I will. Too. And I was like, yo, oh, then the pause. Yeah. He looked, made a face, and he was like, wow. Woo, this, you want to go first? Uh well, yeah. Uh, no, you go first. You go first. Yeah, you go you first. sure? All yeah, right. you go first. I, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, okay. First off, I hate seeing, you know, two people up there and had to deal with that. You know what I mean? Um, I think they both kind of like us, two nice guys, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of the reasons he was kind of froze up there is the simple fact that it was um that it's Will Smith. So you didn't think that Will Smith was gonna come up there and smack him. You know what I mean? And I'm I was always I'm a, a toss-up, you know what I mean? Because I felt like, man, you know, when people feel like you are the one that they could pick on, then you know, they're gonna pick on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a safe to, to make fun of Will. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um. So I was like, woohoo! You know what I mean? But then as I froze there too, I was like, damn. I was happy for him because I felt like he always trying to prove something to his wife. You know what I mean? But then I started, you know, 
I started stuff started coming up about because my pops had just said something about something going on with Chris with Chris Rock. And then I started seeing that he's going through a divorce and he's been having issues with he's been dealing with getting picked on when he was younger and people bullying him. You know what I mean? So then on the surface with some of the people I talked to, like if even though Will, after that happened, he kind of thought about what he did. If he learning that will necessarily it's going it's going to be. It would hurt him fact that he know that Kristen been through that, you know what I mean? Um, so it was a toss up for me. It happened. I think it's something that I felt like I hate to say this kind of needed to happen because it was the human thing to do. That happens every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we act like everybody's supposed to be perfect. They can hold their emotions. They could do this and that, but that's not reality. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but in the words, like I said, somebody, words of the Joker, everybody loves a, um, what does he say? Everybody loves a comeback story. So for Chris, he's capitalizing on the slap. You know what I'm saying? He's going on tour. Um, for <laughs> the Smiths, they're going to have a wonderful uh, red, red table talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Will is strong enough to, you know, to deal with whatever's been thrown to him. Um, you know, and I was telling somebody, too, I said, you know, if you go back to 2020, him and Snoop, they had some embarrassing times. You know what I mean? Like everybody wrote him about her messing with August. You know what I mean? It was some bad jokes, man. Like really, really bad jokes. Uh, Snoop sticking up for um, what's the young lady because of Kobe? Lisa Leslie. Calling get call yeah Lisa Leslie sitting at that table. But then if you look at them from then and look at them now, they haven't. You know, the 2022 was looking kind of good, you know. Yeah. So then as I saw the slap, you know, I, I said it on um on my Facebook. I was like, damn, slap. I said, damn, the new season of Atlanta, the first episode is called Three Slaps. It's a really deep story. You know what I'm saying? About a, a man-man lake that they flooded a African-American town. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Lake Lanier. It's like in northern Georgia. Mm -hmm. And um. So then I looked up Daniel, Donald Glover. Donald Glover and Will Smith got the same birthday. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Because yep. I think they're like 18 <laughs> years apart because he was born in 68. Glover was born in 83. I remember I, I, I seen that. Yeah, I seen that. They're like 15 years apart. Yep. My dad was like, wow. And I said, so when I seen that slap, sometimes some stuff you see on TV is some people say distractions and things of that nature. Yeah. So I was like, damn, let me watch this damn episode, you know, but Man, I, I really believe they're professional. And shout out to Chris also, because mm -hmm. you show he showed um, extreme professionalism, and I think that um, even him, even him speaking on, um, uh, he didn't know about, you know, about that, and That'll he was sure. saying that he was, yeah, he didn't know about that, so yeah. he would say he won't say anything. So it's going to be interesting to hear his comedy. Because that what his comedy is, is the alter ego of what he really is. It's really like clown people and say derogatory things and be controversial. You know, Cat Williams said, we're at a place now where if you're at the top of your game, especially in comedy, and if you're doing any type of creative, it, creativity things that you should be able to um, still be entertaining and creative without... Um, 
insulting people yeah. in some type of way. And I don't I, I think like I think it's just more so I think it was a buildup. I don't think it was necessarily he got mad because of that joke alone. I think it was yeah. a buildup behind that because right, the joke it in itself wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like to me, and even to her defense, well, that's her defense, but she even said, Look, I, I, I like my hair, I don't care. Cause she said that days before this happened. So you would have thought mm-hmm. a joke like that would not have phased her if she said, Hey, you know, that doesn't bother me. So mm-hmm. my thing is this too, where this should have been this could have been handled a lot better. Like you say, I know you understand, like, hey. You can't always be perfect, but there's other like in his there's case, other he has he, he. But in his Man. case, and with his images, he has to he had he has to do it a different way. Right. Um, I think when you do that type of stuff, it's you 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 realize it's self. What you did was selfish. You really turned a moment that should have been a great moment for a lot of people. Like it's crazy to think right. the award was for documentary that Quest Love won. And it's funny right. to think like you you fail you look at that type of stuff you don't realize that and then you look at Will Packer being uh, being EP of the Oscars and mm-hmm. you know we went from a point where people used to say Oscars is so Oscars so white and they were the ones who created that um, that hashtag where you know they were so against of uh, you know that they looked at the Academy as just a situation where they right. didn't, they didn't give an outlet to, to, to black people as far as stage or whatever. But now this is a perfect example where you had a lot of guys who had prominent roles as far as the Academy itself. We talked about Will Packer. We talked about guys who won. Um, so this was supposed to be really a night that really kind of where we evolved from that situation fact for from what six years ago in 2016 to the present day. It's just one of the things where this is a moment where you guys fought for Right. And it got ruined in the situation. Right. And so that's another thing I look at it from that standpoint of this would have been a situation where, hey, you know, if 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 you really felt offended, hey, just go up to Chris and be like, hey, I understand, hey, you a comedian. Because that's what comedians do. Like, and that's the thing right. where people fail to realize Chris Chris Rock is a comedian. Like, right. comedians always have that dark humor. They'll always find humor in the most darkest scenarios. Like I right. look at, and I think it's crazy because I think when I really realize, like as far as the scope of comedians, it's like Tony Baker in a weird way, because um, he had a joke about because you know Tony Baker, his son died earlier. I think last year he died last year, mm-hmm. and he had a joke about you know his son being cremated, and he thought to himself like, well, is is this him for real? Or is he just giving me some dirt? And I was like, and right. it's crazy to think like. Did you laugh? Yes, (laughs) and that's the thing. But that's but that's what I when I that's when it clicked to me. Comics. I mean, even though I've I've I've, you know we always have gone through comics, you know all these different. But I think when I heard that joke a few months ago, it really made me understand like really when it comes to a comedian and the comedic timing and how right. da- how dark humor can be. Like we always talk about and that leave name the person nameless, but we used to call him Tears of a Clown because he deal he dealt with a lot of demons inside. Right. Hence we called I called him Tears of a Clown, which is nothing right. that's but it's not a negative connotation, it's just real. So right. 
and you look at that type of standpoint where, hey, it will should have been like, hey, man, you know, don't make fun of my wife or whatever. You know, take it to the back. I'm going to pause. But you know what I mean? But, I mean, I, I mean so, yeah, yeah, and you're right. Yeah, and also, and, also. And, but there's ways. And, yeah, and that's a thing. There's ways to do it. There's ways to do it. Yeah. There's ways to do it. You, you, that, that, I mean, the bottom line out of that whole slap is really um, you, you have to. It's like one way or another. Like everybody was talking about what Chris did. But I think Chris, like, well, I would have hit him back, and I'm thinking Chris is thinking about the academy. Yeah. But Chris is also thinking, like, damn, this is this is Will. Like, Will, it's your night. What are you doing? Right. And, and like you even said, wow. Like, because, and that's the thing, what I like about that's the thing where you can respect a guy like a Chris, like, like mm-hmm. Chris Rock, because, like Will Packer said himself, hey, he in theory saved it because it could have right. left. It's like anybody, right. somebody slap you in, in the face, it can go left. I mean, that could have right. been a brawl that could have ensued. It almost, not even bring it, even let's really back into the sports realm. Like, as far like we look at like the Jawan Howard situation with the Wisconsin coach, where, right. you know, if, you know, if Jawan would have connected, right, this could have been a brawl. Like, the same thing could have happened here, where Chris, if Chris Rock wanted to retaliate, I mean, we could have had fights. Other people would have been on the stage. Security, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff could have happened. And right. it really could have been a situation, you know. So he really, um, like, the, for him to stay composed in that scenario. And then, all, and for what I was told, um, you know, not pressing charges or, you know, or, um, or sa- and saving him from being, um, from right. saving him, saving Will from being kicked out the, um, the, the venue. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you just look at it from, you know, this could be a cautionary tale, but these are two men that, in theory, probably won't lose anything. But I think for an average person, you know, this could be the difference between you losing everything that you worked for for, for right. your entirety of your life. Like as far right. as if you're a situation where, you know, you built your life, you've worked hard, you've you acquired assets, you acquired a home, you acquired, you've done stuff. Those type of situations, you put your, you thrust yourself in that position, you can lose it all by assault charge or somebody retaliating right. or potentially, you know, making it turn into a physical. Yeah. So that's the thing where you have to. I, this is one of the things where I think, as a normal, av- everyday, average man, we can't do this. We can't. I've this, done it. Time. Right. Right. right, you know, and this is but like, like yeah. I told my, like I told my dad, I said, it's because I said it's Will Smith. It ain't just because you know he got money and it's this and that. I said because it's the simple fact they know he ain't a messed up person. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why they were shocked. Like, why would he do it? I said I did it twice at Food Line. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I said I had to calm myself down real quick and go and apologize. And you know what the other person said? Man, you got to calm down. And I'm like, well, if I tell you to stop, you got to stop. You know what I mean? So it it, it goes both ways. But you're right, though, B. Um, yeah, it's, def- it's you're tough. definitely right, man. You're and that's right. the thing where you know, and you know, it just like and like Denzel said, you know, in your highest moment, that's when the devil comes. Right. And that's what happened. Because this should have been a moment. I mean, you, I mean, when you really sit down and think about it, the most like you, Will Smith, uh, the stuff that he has done. Because I think he, if my memory serves correct, he's a, he was the first ever rapper to win a Grammy. Yeah. 
Yeah, they and, he's uh he's the true icon, B. Yeah, and you think about it from from both realms, like like you know, from the music and then now to film where he's been and and that's another thing too. That's a testament. And I think we all can learn from that, where you know, this man has been box office Hollywood for over 30 plus years. And to get an award like this for for a very powerful role that a lot of people did not like. I mean, as far as a a boisterous, strong black man that was that his that put it this way, Richard Williams was only celebrated to, to November the 19th or whenever this film came out. Trust me. Right. We know Richard Williams was almost like public enemy number one when it came they, to fathers. Right. And right. for this movie to make it, this is this is one of the things where this is a moment that's outside of what should have happened. Like this, right. this moment is more than just. And I think this was a, I think a perfect time for us to talk about because it, we're black men. So you right. look at just a movie that for a guy that really was vilified, right. And end up turn out to be a great movie and an Academy Award winning movie, right? Which is it's one of those things where you look at it where it's bigger than it's bigger than what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's the moment. That's the thing that really is disappointing. That the mm-hmm. whole thing, you know, this ain't a situation where we give him Monique an award because she was Mary Jones and Precious, right? <laughs> you know, like, it, it really was, was a it was right? a big I moment. Mean, it really I was like <laughs> I don't even think. It's funny because he hit, he smacked, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think some people stopped watching. You know what I mean? I think some people was like, oh, man, this is this. But I do think it brought a whole different crowd of people Correct. to watch. And that, that did. And it's, it's arg- probably going to be arguably, arguably one of the best viewed. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, man, I know there's a difference. But there's a lot of guys who... Are being especially black men that's being put in those predicaments. Remember when Steve Harvey messed up the Miss yeah, Universe, yeah, yeah. Or Miss, Miss Universe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to the way he handled it. The way he handled it, they was like, "Man, we got to have him back because he yeah. showed professionalism and he showed the type of man that he was." Yeah. And I think in this circumstance, even Will of what he did, a lot of men we're pulling back say, "Yeah, he was sticking up for his wife." But it's starting to be a lot of things that this man is doing for his wife that's making us say, hey, man, it ain't worth somebody it. Somebody need to go talk to him and, and, and say, because it's like or somebody yeah. need to talk to her, say, hey, you're kind of making him look some type of way. Y'all went from people like, damn, so his he he his baby mom and his wife and all them cool working together yep. to like now we hearing that you was you he was OK with you sleeping with with. I know they were separated. You know yeah. what I mean? And then now you sick and he done went up when he know how hard he fought to get that award and exactly. he's smacking. He gives her everything. Exactly. He gives her and, everything. And then she's you know? laughing. Yeah. She rolled when he hit her. She exactly. was rolling, bro. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And that's the thing where like I said, well, they say the devil, what 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 right. what Denzel said at your highest moment, that's when the devil comes, and that's what ended right. up happening. But and the crazy thing is for us, we fight so hard to shake off things, to shake off certain stuff that so we won't start. And then he was right there. All he had to do was get that award, this, this, and that. And he like, 
Because even Whoopi Goldberg said that. She was like, when you even if you're nominated, they have to say your name. Um, Academy nominated, nominated um, or award winner will yeah. be Goldberg. They have to say that, you know. Yep. It sucks, but I, they gonna be all right. They gonna yeah. be all right though. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be fine. But this is yeah. a do not try this at home maneuver <laughs> because if you do it, your ass gonna be in the county jail <laughs> or you are gonna be a toe a toe tag at your local right. hospital. <laughs> Every comedian got a gun right now. I just want everybody to know that. Please exactly. don't go stage trying to hit nobody. Exactly. Do not. Please don't. Please. In a comedy don't. show, you laugh and you tip your waiter and waitress. That's all you do. Right. And you keep it moving. Right. Don't please don't jump. Ass. Please don't yes. jump on stage trying to. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> we're we're begging you. Right, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they already. You can sense they already like. Man, I'm gonna have to bring my pistol. Exactly. I was worried about COVID. Now we got to be worried about people thinking they could just jump on or be a part of the show, you know? Exactly. Right. It, it's taking heckling to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put a ball on this week's Couch Coach Live. I know we're running against the clock. Um, social media, uh, up, uh, social media, um, and final thoughts. <laughs> I, uh, oh, um, Deshaun Morgan, um, Facebook, DT Morgan, um, 78. Um, Instagram. Uh, congrats to your new spot, man. I want to send a a shout out to my man, um, Frank, Frank, um, Frank, Frankie Mac. His name is Frankie Mac. I used to mm-hmm. call him DJ Kins. My man, Franklin McKenzie, who did my intro. Yeah. Um, they have a show on Thursday, um, where the guys uh kind of like present their music, kind of like a battle joint. Mm-hmm. But um, I went to a place called. Tang and Biscuits in Richmond, oh, right? It's really nice, man. They had like the local, um, the guys from the show came there and played their beats. They also had a rap concert there. It was real nice to see everybody, DJ Per Lover and the whole crew. Um, shout out to them. And shout out to my uh, 25-year-old little brother. Wow. Today's his birthday. I was looking at his Instagram. He is definitely kicking it. Hey, Coach, you know what he told me? I just yeah. seen him last weekend because, you know, it was uh, – it was Daryl Taylor's birthday. You know what I'm yeah. saying? My brother told me, man, get ready. When I get a job, man, I'm going to hit you up say, hey, man, you want to come see a game? And I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, he's saying uh, blessings to you, too. I told him about your yeah. big things. But yeah. um, that's yeah. about it, man. Yeah. Um, also, um, happy birthday to the uh, Jasmine's grandbaby. I got to throw that out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on the Couch Coach Live. Um, just a few things going on, nothing much. Um, gotta, you know, we'll do shows, we'll do shows next week, we'll continue back at it. Um, Mike got some stuff coming up, still, still trying to iron some stuff out, but other than that, everything is everything, you know. Did a special uh, show because it's crazy because we only did two shows in a month of March and I like what in the world that's crazy to think right you just had it's a transition man yeah yeah and but we're back we're we're back at it in this month of uh, April full force we got the draft we got NBA playoffs so we got a lot of stuff going on this month so yeah man it's definitely uh once again another great show and we will catch you guys in a few more days and <laughs> so it's been this week's Couch Coach Live man we'll holler at you welcome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>